Oh, I'm Mina, sorry. I'm Omar Tarbush. And I'm Matt Nussbaum, and this is The Drive Home. Well, it's uh, officially the start of Oscar season, I guess, right? Noms Ooh, come out, yeah. and then it's all anyone can talk about for a month. So that's that's exciting. What is the exact date, Omar? It's April 25th, I think, right? 5th? I think yeah. it's, oh, wow, a, yeah, it's the 25th yeah we got we got we got a, we got a month yeah yeah we got ourselves a month um, i'm just happy parasite's the longest uh what's it called what's the word I'm called? Best, longest, longest rating best, yeah longest rating best picture that's our me yeah parasite and uh what uva hoops right longest champions At least two, in, um, yeah. two years <laughs> um big big uh big performance from from nomadland huge huge uh what, 10 noms yeah no man got the mustard 10 yeah um, damn oh my god i totally forgot dude i i just watched that movie no i dude, my I, dad wanted to watch yesterday i go no i go my just, this movie is no it has no interest with me i am me, not but you've touch seen it. citizen kane right uh sure in our class oh you slept freshman. you slept through it in our screening class. i, I did half and half <laughs> yeah i i haven't even seen citizen kane so it appeals to me even less but even if I had seen Citizen Kane, it's just like, it's a black and white movie about Hollywood that I've heard, like from from people whose opinions I like, not just like random critics. That it's like very average, and yep. annoying. So yeah. why would I put myself through that? It is. It's I've seen two and a half Citizen hours Kane. Long. Like, no, it's not two and a half. No, it's hours. it's it's it's, it's, it's like two, but, right? It's, oh. I've I've seen Citizen Kane like four times, and I was like lost during this movie and i like didn't enjoy it particularly i think it was just kind of a snooze fest i, I literally have just and it's a fincher and i you know i like fincher too man and it's yeah just but like, it doesn't feel like a fincher and that's a what love i've heard to his dad yeah right. i've heard it's not like a fincher must watch so it's like all right i, I, well, I what does have, that even mean for you anymore because you hate fight club so it's like what, what, what okay fincher i didn't hate like, fight club i had a lot of problems with that movie i got a lot of problems i got a lot of problems with you movie and we're going to talk about it. No, we're not going to talk about Fight Club because you guys don't want to hear that. But, um, I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch every Best Picture, whatever, and then make it nominated. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. I will watch The Father, though. I do want to watch The Father. Yes, I yeah. do. The only, it's the, is that, I mean, you guys, we're all in the same boat, right? That's the only other one that we haven't seen. I'll have the list. Yeah, I mean, because it's Judas Minari, Nomadland, Sound of Metal, Trash Chicago 7, Promising Young Woman, Mank, and Father. Shout yeah. out. Shout out Sound of Metal. God, we're they just did like sound- so well. Dude, we're just I'm like sorry? Sound of Metal podcast at this point. Number yeah. one movie on our consensus list for last year. It gets a Best Picture nod. Riz best gets actor. a Best Actor. Paul Racy gets a Best Supporting Actor. I really didn't see all that coming. I thought if anything, God. it would just be like Sound and like Riz, maybe. But Picture. Dude, they they did really well. Picture is huge, dude. I mean, Picture is so, so huge. But it's man. also, it's also I, interesting sometimes like what you know how like there's certain movies that get the the conversation around them gets so bogged down in like the performances that like it's like people forget like someone made this movie like i feel like darius martyr's name was never getting thrown around in the best director conversation never like he dude made the movie like it it, like it was never even like a a a consideration i feel like he wasn't on like a top 10 like sort of you know uh short list yeah i i just like he wasn't his name wasn't getting thrown around i hear but it kind of works the other way around too i mean like like Vinterberg got nominated for director, but I don't think I ever heard another round even kind of like getting close to like maybe it'll get a best picture nod. You know what I mean? But 
Vinterberg wasn't. I don't think anyone expected that. I, I think it was a surprise. I told you, dude. Was it was, so you guys are saying that, but like the like like the percentage sites, the sites that like kind of compile like all the other awards that critics groups do and and just everything and like put it into like a percentage like what's the likelihood that gets nominated he was in the top five most likely director he was number five of percentage wise i don't think so i i i I saw this percentage i don't think he was i think he was in a king was above him and i'll check i don't i don't know i was who was was above him he's saying regina Regina king King. ah for one night in miami that got shut out except for uh best adopted screenplay and uh uh, yeah, wait, did Leslie it not Adam get Jr. any performance? No, Leslie Adam Jr. got it for Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have given it to Kingsley, man. He was the yeah. best part of the movie. Really? Over mm-hmm. overall, the, overall, the nominations, like, I was pleasantly surprised. There wasn't, like, a really... There's somewhere I was like, yeah, this, they should they should add this. I don't know why this is here. But it was a pleasantly surprising. I, I mean... Like, I didn't have many issues. There are some issues, but not many. It's the Oscars, dude. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, you're gonna bet fifty dollars on it. So don't go with the Oscars and then not come. I'm gonna bet way more than fifty dollars. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Omar and I made a killing last year on the Oscars. You did lose to me though. Sure, but also stupid. And 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 I would just like to point out that this year the Academy combined best sound mixing and best sound editing into just the best Which sound. Which was probably category. one of the biggest losses that we had Which last was the, year it was the single biggest loss that we had last year because we put ford versus ferrari as a winner in best sound mixing and it won for best sound editing or vice versa it was one of the two we went on yeah. the wrong category so stupid i we i was so upset and it, it totally like deflated our night um mm-hmm. and then and then you know parasite won all was all was right in the world again um yeah but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll do a, a deeper dive into Oscar noms. We'll have an Oscar preview show coming out uh, as we get a little closer to the actual show. So stay tuned for that. Um, but we do have a nice little special surprise for this week. Um, Omar finally caught up with, I guess, I would call it the front runner to win Best Picture this year. Yeah. Uh, Nomadland. Yeah. Uh, a movie Omid and I both saw way back when, right? Was that was that was film at Lincoln Center, right? We saw mm-hmm. that virtual cinema back in the day, like December, I want to say. Yeah, it was December. Um, and it was on Omid's top ten of the year. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit on that episode, but Omar finally finally caught up to it. So we're gonna do a a review of Nomadland here today, as well as uh, our review of the Shawshank Redemption. Um, this one's probably going to get a little, not like heated, but like it's like, it's going to be like a classic two-on-one, you know? It's like the beauty of a three-man. When, right. I mean, I guess I'm showing my hand already, but you already know how I feel about the movie, but... Yeah, you didn't You didn't like it. We, we are, I, I, I saw your letterbox review, man. You thought it was underwhelming. You gave it shit three stars. I, I feel like Wait, I watched... Why did you review it? What? A couple days ago. You, I didn't see it. Yes, you did. We're not talking about Shawshank. We're talking about Nomadland. I jumped oh, the gun. Nomadland. My apologies. Oh, I thought we were talking about Nomadland. No, no, no. Sorry. I I watched the movie on like a you know Sunday morning, quiet Sunday morning, kind of perfect circumstances. I would I would think, but we'll get into we'll get into my thoughts on Nomadland, and I'll I'll get you know beaten to a pulp by you two verbally. Um, it's just like, all right, fine. We'll save it again. Again, so, again let's stop going into this in the mindset of oh, it's going to be aggressive. It's going to be against this one. This is a this. Not saying aggressive. Discourse. I'm just saying I already know. I came. I, I I hopped on tonight to fight. 
I'm in a fighting mood, so uh, yeah, wow, I'm gonna. Surprising, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump down Omar's throat tonight. <laughs> no, um, we have a review of Nomadland coming up later, but first, the Shawshank Redemption, 1994, right? Yeah, great, great year for movies, by the way. I mean, incredible year for movies. Best Picture nominee did not win. Lost uh, Forrest Gump, right? Yeah. Did I have that right? Um, yeah. But still... the Academy wants that one back. Yeah, I would I would have to argue of the, of the big hitters from 94, I feel like Shawshank is kind of uh, the most revered, I would say. Oh, Pulp Fiction, but yeah. yeah. Different, different circles um pulp fiction maybe in like the more like cinema like heady circles but i feel like Shawshank. like i was hanging out with some with some friends this weekend and i was like yeah like i'm watching i have to watch Shawshank redemption for my podcast this week and they all wouldn't shut up they're like oh my god the Shawshank redemption how have you not yeah. seen it oh it's my favorite mo-. literally one of the one of, one of the guys I was with is like it's literally my favorite movie of all time number one mm-hmm. and it's just like i don't know you don't really realize it but then you see like it's like one of the most popular movies on letterboxd it's it's the number like three most popular movie that I hadn't seen on Letterboxd. It's the number one rated on movie IMDb. on IMDb. On IMDb, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It so has a nine point three average from two point five million votes. <laughs> two point. So it may be more. Maybe like two point six. But it's I mean, ridiculous. It's, it's absurd. Um, but in in case anyone hasn't seen the film in in, in a while, <laughs> give a, a quick little a little recap. Shawshank Redemption. Stars Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman as two prisoners in the in the Shawshank prison, um, who become friends and just kind of their lives in prison as time goes on, and they find a way to kind of cope with what their lives have now become, um, and all culminating in a in a spoiler alert in a in a nice little escape and uh, a nice happy ending at the end. Which is, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know, interesting. <laughs> nice little, nice little happy ending on a on a beach somewhere in Mexico. Yeah, I don't know. I'm happy. What? Tell you the beach name. Yeah, I know, but I don't. I don't it's. I can't say I remember. Yeah, me neither. But it had like, a, it had like an interesting name. Oh, like, like it's an L at the end. That's fine. Yeah, it has an L at the end. ho, something. I don't know what it was, but anyway. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, this is, you know, we talked about this, I think, last week, but this is, like, when I introduced it, but this is probably my biggest sort of blind spot in my filmography. Right, that isn't I, that, I mean, it's probably, I mean, literally, I was just kind of looking at your letter, I was like, yeah, this is probably the the biggest movie he has not seen. I've, I've owned this movie for years, I remember I bought this movie, I ordered the Blu-ray, like, yeah, Zawan Taneho. Um, Zawan Taneho. That's how I um, pronounce it, but thank, thank you. Thank you, Amin. But... Yeah, um, yeah, bought the Blu-ray years and years ago. Been sitting on my shelf. Don't know why. I think I might have even started it once and watched like 20 minutes and then I just fell asleep because I was tired or something. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's feels good to knock it out. It was, I'll preface my thoughts by saying, this is probably, to in my knowledge, like one of the most overrated movies of all time in my wow, opinion. Wow, really? And I really, really liked it. I think it's great. But I still think... So, so I, I agree with that sentiment in the sense of I liked it a lot as well. I wouldn't say it's overrated. I just don't, I don't understand the unexplicable hype in the sense of being like, yeah, it's what, a great like, movie. It's a, it's a great movie. It, it just is very, 
not formulaic, but again, uh, like uh, maybe for 1994, this is yeah, that's else, but like, yeah, but like, I agree. Like, I thought it was a really good movie, but I'm just like, what's with all the hype? And I felt that way about Goodfellas. I that's what I went into Goodfellas with, and I was like, oh, this seems like another Scorsese movie. I absolutely do it for Goodfellas. It's one of my favorite movies ever, but. I like I agree with you. I really liked it as well, but I was like, where is this hype coming from? Like, what's yeah. so special about this movie that isn't any other like storytelling great journey movies? I thoroughly th- like let me like get this straight. Like I realized that might have come out like negative. Like I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I, I I was entertained the entire time. It was almost two and a half hours. It it's it's flew so by. well acted. Flew by. Frank, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Darabont is is a great director. He's a great director of Stephen King adaptations. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's done The Green Mile, right? The Green Mile, and he's done The Mist. The Mist is like one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I haven't seen either. Um, he's a great director. He's he was behind like the first season of The Walking Dead, and then they canned him, and then the show went to shit. But he's like a talented dude, and uh, he's not really talked about in the sense of like it's weird because this movie is so revered, but. He's, his name isn't really thrown around in like, oh, best directors of all time or whatever. But he's behind a lot of really, really great movies and, and this one included. And so, I mean, and us, I'm, I have a feeling that we're all going to be on the same boat here, but you might come out here and, and knock my socks off. So no, what, where are you at? This is, I think you guys are being way too hard on this movie. Man. Hard? I told well, you it's a great well, movie. It's, it's not. You're calling this like, movie overrated? Dude? Overrated, like overrated. Dude, because no, no, let me say this. Word, word, I don't think. I don't know that there's a movie in existence, no matter how much I like, you know, my favorite movies of all time. I don't know that there's a movie in existence that's worthy of the hype that this movie has. It's not a slight against the movie. It's just like my, it's my... insane, the fandom and like the the love for this movie. It's... Well, I think that I, I think that comes it's it's like kind of um, uh, comes from a couple of things. The first thing is I think this movie is very easily digested, right? Yeah. Like no matter what kind of movies you like. We all kind of have our own different, like, favorite, like, niches of movies and, like, genres that we like and stories that we like. No matter what, I think you like this movie. And whether you really like film or you go to the movies, like, twice a year and you see two movies, I think that this movie really appeals to people on all, all over the spectrum. Sure, it's a little, you know, immediately call it a little formula. Like, it, it, yeah. Sure. And, you know, I alluded earlier, you know, this the happy ending. Uh, I don't always love just like a nice, pristine, cleaned up, like, let me wipe my hands with it, happy ending. That, it was that normally so bothers clean. Me. Like, so, like, every loose end, you know? Normally I mean? bothers me, but I thought it was so deserved in this movie. And I think that's all credit to the to the filmmaker and, and to everyone involved with making this movie. That, like, you can give one of my, you know least favorite types of things like a perfect clean smooth edge ending and i couldn't care at all and not only did i not care i was like oh thank god like i wouldn't have liked the movie as much if it wasn't a clean ending because i just think that that's the, mm-hmm. what the movie kind of deserves um i like this man i mean i didn't i didn't love it it's not my favorite movie of all time it's not like so but, it sounds like we're literally the all day, on the same page. Exactly. At the day, we're all going to give the same rating. So don't give us like we're hard. I agree. I think we are all going to. You're going to. Yeah, and you're going to go so hard on this movie. No, because you guys are. I think you're. 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 you're no, call, it, I. No. I no. 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 You're calling it overrated, and that. No, that like, I, I don't understand. Said, I you said Omar said. Oh, I find it overrated. You said I agree. I, said, with I don't. That. No, I said I don't understand the hype in the sense of I think the movie by itself is very good, and I'm separating it from the public perception of it. Like I think the movie is very good public perception of it i get why people like it a lot that i don't I, 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 maybe i didn't love it as masses yeah that's that's totally fair I, I don't think it had anything like 
extremely like special or even frankly anything very like iconic about it or that like kind of sets it apart oh, interesting see yeah i disagree I, with that i think really? there's so much about this movie that's iconic like what man like the, the only the thing that i can think of is the right see. so you have the you have the, you have your poster sure that's, and that, that whole that, prison escape no, sequence no, that's not the poster is, though yes it is dude. no but i'm saying like the the shot of him in the rain is like top 10 most iconic shots in film you mean this um, shot where the shot like, that I, is the poster of the movie Yes, but my point is that in the movie, it's it's shot from above him. Yeah, not I, 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 it's not the it's not the literal closer. the literal shot. And it's also like they have some weird color grading on it there, where it's like the sepia tone. But in the movie, it's like bluish. But I think it's very iconic. I mean, I don't know Morgan Freeman. Like this is kind of the movie that made Morgan yeah. Freeman Morgan Freeman. In the I sense guess that that's a fair he's point. the guy who does the narration on like everything now, and he's the narr- the narrator voice guy, and he. That's why he's doing the, the narration for March of the Penguins. <laughs> like, Such you know what I mean? Film. I feel like there's a, I think it's easy to to overlook that, but that's why I'm I'm giving you a little blowback here because again, I think you're, you're I, I I yes, I did say the movies are overrated, but I think that a lot of movies are that a lot of fantastic movies are overrated. I just think that like this movie has so much conversation around it, and I, like I said, I don't know that there's a single movie in in the world that's worthy of the hype. This movie, no movie should have a nine. Po- again, IMDb is IMDb and like whatever. But 2.5 million people and to a 9.3 average, like that's what I mean by overrated. Like it's just like wow. But, you know? but I think yeah. again, so, it's it's but like I having. A, I think that's it's a, hit it right on the nail to say this movie appeals to everyone and everyone's gonna like right. it. So exactly. I have rating. Now, so I know your mom listens, mm-hmm. uh, reads Stephen King novels. Does she read this? Like, is, isn't this is this a novel or a poem? It's a novel, right, from Stephen King, right? I read it, yeah. Omar's Omar the oh, Stephen King it? guy, dude. I don't know shit oh. about Stephen King. Stephen King oh, is my favorite author, the, like, dude. I've read like so much Stephen King. The, the, is it a good? Is it a good adaptation? Yeah, it's a good adaptation. It's it's, it's it's weird, huh? It's it's Nothing, weird no, because sorry. it's like a, it's a short, it's a pretty short novella, like a lot of his things that got adapted into an actual feature length film. So there's a lot of, I mean, I wouldn't even call it fluff in the movie, but there's a lot of just added elements that weren't there in the original. But I think it works extremely well for emulating the the, the short story. Uh, but yeah, he's, I mean, Stephen King is my favorite author. And so I thought this movie was great. I probably still wouldn't even crack my like top five Stephen King adaptations because the dude just pumps out so much goodness uh, and was like a huge part of why I got into horror as a kid. Um, but I, I mean, I also, I think that you're right about saying the movie kind of has some formulaic elements and it kind of goes through the motions with some things, but there were also a couple of times the movie really caught me off guard. Like the, the, the sequence with Tommy just getting, you know, gunned down by Mr. Krabs. Yeah, that was cool. Was was like, I, I I don't know about you guys, but that totally threw me off guard. I was like, Oh, the warden has like a like a, a soft spot and he's like gonna actually be like a good guy and like fight for really? justice and whatever and it was like nope i mean i'm, I'm a naive I, idiot i guess but i get it's just like I when thought, they're like oh why are we meeting him outside it's like why why else would you be meeting this guy outside? I, I thought you know the warden was andy garcia for the longest time and then i checked and it wasn't it's not andy garcia it's just Rashad, andy garcia he looked I, like andy garcia the first half he doesn't bob gunton does not look like 
Andy Garcia. Yes, he I does. Can't, I can't. I can't agree. I even know who Andy Garcia is. For one thing, they're not no the idea. same ethnicity. You have no that's idea who Andy Garcia is. No, okay, who is that's Andy an issue Garcia? You're going to tell me, or you're not going to? He's a very gonna... famous actor. Okay. Can you provide Ocean's a little bit of context? Other things. Regardless. I'm sorry. But they're, they're not even in the same ethnicity, so sure, I, I don't know how you mix that one up. But... The facial features. But I did. I agree. I also think that ensemble of the group of prisoners was brings the best out of all the characters in itself. Like they, they bounced off each other really well like throughout the film. Okay, but you didn't answer my question. Did you guys see that coming? The Tommy yes, thing? Yes, I did. Because I did not. You did? Yes. Because why would like okay. because you don't go also, I'll admit something. I think I think I watched half this movie a couple years ago. Like the later half of the movie a couple of years ago at her hotel and i think i just fell asleep and then because i realized i had seen many of these scenes before but not the, the first half i had the second half i had but outside of that you don't set you don't you don't bring a prisoner outside not to kill him like you don't want, you don't sure. want exactly to like there was just there was no reason for him to have to have gone outside and i don't know did you guys did you guys believe that he had actually committed the murder or are you like very sold on him being being innocent the whole time i think he's innocent i feel like it's in the spirit of the movie that he's innocent like i mean i, I thought i thought honestly like the opening like and they have the whole court scene whatever and then they're like they like kind of splice how they're telling the story with like the events of that night when they have him mm-hmm. get out of the car and then like he drops all the bullets and all that you know what i mean yeah. I'm like he's innocent. When they showed that, because they're trying to get you so hard to think that he's that he's guilty, because like setting it all up perfectly. But then well, there's a scene. That... Then there's a scene in the courtroom where the guy's like, "He shot eight bullets, so he reloaded his gun and then shot." It's like, okay, if he reloaded his gun to then kill these to like shoot these people more for overkill, why would he then only use two of the six bullets that he loaded in and then stop with four more bullets in the chambers? Made no sense. So I was like, when he said that, I'm like, no, obviously it was a guy that was shooting. You know a pistol with it with an eight-round mag and from that point i was like yeah this so this guy's innocent and so the whole point of this movie is this this prisoner you know everyone in shawshank is innocent and they, they say that so many times they beat you over the head with it and he's like yeah so i get it dufresne is actually innocent right that's the the whole thing he's the that's, one actually. that's the thing i feel like it's interesting that you thought that or that you kind of saw it that way because for me it was like the movie almost it kind of reminded me of like the hunt in that sense where it's like it's about uh crime being committed you know the entire time that the protagonist is innocent of the crime and the Mm -hmm. point is watching their journey and it's not about whether they're innocent or not like i took it as like even though it was it was abundantly clear to me that he was not it wasn't it wasn't about that it was i thought i I thought it totally was I thought, thought they tried to play with you and like no, kind of like, no, like I think, ooh, did he do it? Did he no, not? I, I'm saying I don't think that. I think I think I do think at the beginning, like I said, that they were trying to like get you to think that he's guilty by having the whole scene where he stands up and it's this whole, you know, whatever. But I think the movie totally centers around. That's what I just said, yeah. No, but what I'm saying is even whether or not he's innocent or not. I mean, I'm not saying the movie relies on you like being the mystery of whether he did the crime or not. But I think the fact that he didn't do the crime is what the whole movie relies on. The whole crux of this movie is that this guy is like he's being, he's in jail for a crime that he didn't commit and he's serving this this you know two life sentences and he still maintains this like positive outlook right you know he's this model prisoner who 
builds the fucking library, gets all the books, right? Everyone loves him in the prison after, you know, after the beginning when those guys are, you know, uh, like kicking the shit out of him. But, and so if he wasn't actually innocent, then that, that just kind of falls away. And so I think the movie totally relies on him maintaining that poise and that, you know, him being innocent yeah. to kind of lift up all the other prisoners. So I think the, whether or not he's guilty or innocent is a completely, like, a very important part of the film. Yes, but again, we don't need to harp on this too much, but I just think it's like, but the movie never tries to tell you that otherwise, I don't think. Except maybe you said, like, in the first 10 minutes. But I think it's 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 like, yeah. But regardless, I don't know. Uh, I think that I like what they did with Morgan Freeman with red with like, they didn't really have to, you know, he was, he was guilty of his murder and, and the movie like made that very clear, mm-hmm. but it didn't need to like delve into it too much. It didn't really explain too much about yeah. it, which I liked. It was just kind of very obvious that this guy admitted he made a stupid, stupid mistake when he was young and he more than, you know, did his time. He more than like suffered the consequences and he learned. And that's why that, you know, you, the, the ending is like, it's so weird, I guess, when you when you really just look at it as like a, oh, we're watching a prisoner get out of jail and, and we're like rooting for him, even though he did commit this crime. But it's like you are rooting for him because you've seen his journey. And I think that speaks to one of the things that the movie did so well, which is just the passage of time. Like the movie chronicles so many years, but it does so in a way that like you can always tell when they're trying to insinuate that time has passed but it's not super in your face. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like one of the best aspects of the movie. Yeah, they use the uh, like the parole hearings very, very well um, mm-hmm. in being able to like kind of stamp what date they're at without it feeling very like shoehorned in like, oh man, the last 10 years have been real tough. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. It, it was like really time good. Car- I could totally see a, a more lazy movie just being like, 1949 1954 like so easily you could communicate it that way but it doesn't do that no i i you know for a movie that's formulaic kind of in its plot it's not it doesn't feel cheap you know what i mean it definitely didn't feel like a cheap movie in any way just kind of a movie i mean that's just kind of and and that's 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 kind of my whole thing with this movie i finished this movie and i'm like that was good movie that was like that was like totally good and i like still i think about i'm thinking about it now i'm like dude that's just kind of a that's a movie that's a fucking and it and it's not you know I, I, like, what does that, that mean no i was going to say it doesn't really sound like i'm saying much but it's just that's just a movie i mean i just think like everything about it's it's well made it's not it's not super flashy there's nothing about it that kind of it it i don't personally think it takes a whole lot of risk i mean sure if but if you if you look look past the point that you just said that you're rooting for prisoners i guess that's that's a risk that they're taking by making these you know, normally kind of uh, antagonist type characters or, or negatively portrayed characters, spinning them in a positive light and being prisoners. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's kind of a risk. But generally speaking, I think it's a very, very safe movie, but it does everything it's trying to do very well. There's not, there's no like bad aspect about it. So it's just, a, it's just a good movie. I mean, it's just. I, I, since I'm going to point, I agree. Like it's like a masterclass in storytelling in the sense mm-hmm. of like, Everything is done in the storytelling aspect. Everything is done perfectly. I thought the time was perfect as well. That it's not too long. It's not too short. It's like a perfect time. And it doesn't feel like you watch the movie for two and two and hours and twenty minutes. I think. Um, yeah. So like it's 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 a, it's a beyond. It's a solid movie, but I don't mean solid like it's a fine movie. But it's like it's it. I, and I kind of agree with that's oh, saying it's a it's what a movie like. Right, movie. that's a movie. And I, and it's a, I get that's it a because good like, movie. it's a perfect element of it's all parts be, of movies. Yeah. Where it's, 
the perfect elements of all different parts of movies. And it's like I also like, but, but in the next uh, movies are safe for today. it's <laughs> a movie of a movie. Movie, I don't know. Yeah. And it's also like, I mean, they're both very good in this movie. Tim Robbins, I have like a super love hate type thing with it. I don't really know why. So sometimes I see his face and it really bothers me. Honestly, dude, I think it's Jacob's Ladder well, has totally like thrown me, totally I, threw me off the 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 Tim Robbins train. Um, I was gonna ask you about this because I did not forget that you did not know who Tim Robbins was when I made you watch Jacob's Ladder like correct. a year ago. Had no had so no idea. You who didn't he was. even. You didn't even know who he was, but you didn't like. You were kind of like like poo pooing this guy when he's like in in some of the most famous movies had, of all time. Had no point. idea who this guy was. And Jacob's Ladder, a movie I you want to talk about a movie I did not like. That is a movie that I did not like. And sure, one of my biggest problems with it was his performance. I thought his exactly, his performance yeah. was so over the top, ridiculous in that movie. Totally soured me on him. So then, yes, we had the conversation out. Right. So since then, I've seen the player. I've realized. I mean, I saw Dark Waters. I've realized that he's. um, What is? What else is he in that I had seen? What else is he in? Um, I guess I saw this. Oh my God! I'm 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 totally missing. Oh, and then I saw I saw fucking uh, Mystic River, and Mystic River. I actually really liked him in. And I remember in my review of Mystic River, I was like, Holy shit! Like, I just watched Jacob's Ladder, a movie which I hated in part because of his performance. And now I watch Mystic River, a movie that is totally elevated because of his performance. Um, so I kind of got to see the both both sides of him. But still, when I see his face, it just kind of, I guess I get flashbacks of Jacob's Ladder. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, is this is this going to be good or Tim is this Robbins, not going to be good? I want to let you know, me and Warren don't share the sentiments. So if, you, if you're an avid listener, we love and respect you. I want to let him know. I, mean, Tim, Tim, I agree. I love Tim Robbins. I, 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 let him I don't think Tim Robbins has given a bad performance as far as I've seen. I think but, he's given you know. one bad performance. So sure. now I agree. Power so now I've seen now. I've seen a lot of you know not a lot, but I've seen a good amount of of, of his work now, and I, I agree. Even the player, a movie again that I that didn't really hit the mark for me. It had nothing really to do with his performance. Um, I thought his performance was good, if not if not above average in that movie. Um, but in this and one, I really liked. It. Of, I really liked it. Speaking of just like having like the bones of a good a good movie, I love how it's like the quote that we were we're gonna have for like this movie is like it's a movie, but like. I agree with you in that, in that sentiment. Movie. But mm-hmm. what's that? Nothing. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. good joke. Um, talk about having like a perfect best supporting actor, like menacing, like antagonist. I love Clancy Brown. He's like one of the best character actors that exists, and he's like not that big of a role in this movie. But for some reason, every scene he was in, I was just like hooked dude he was scarier than the warden yeah he totally and like when like like that scene i mean this is like the first 20 minutes you see him just (laughs) beat the shit out of this guy uh for like you know for like complaining and saying like oh like i don't want to be here oh yeah he kills the guy that was awesome (laughs) dude dude goes the infirmary dies they say he just like he never made it out what the fuck and it sets sets his character up really well yeah because now it's like yeah he's he doesn't give a fuck right like he's this ruthless what, like guard i don't know what captain right they call him, he's like a captain or something yeah i don't know i don't know they had captains in, in in jail um but i agree his his performance is awesome that character i think and, is is and they even get you a little bit to kind of like oh like he's not so bad like the whole stuff the whole thing with you know the beers and them drinking mm-hmm. on the roof and him like you know obviously at first it's like he's threatening uh andy and like he's like better throw him off the roof but like that whole thing like it's like oh he's not so bad like you know he's like 
like maybe this guy has a soft spot nope dude nope. domes tommy like like three times with a fucking sniper i was oh, like, that oh. was that was the warning no, it wasn't. The warden did the warden not shoot Tommy. The warden no. was talking to sure. him. And the, no, sure, but the warden forced like he happened. didn't force him, bro. Like the the point is he like he was find someone else. He could have found like he him. was, dude. He was his like his. Right he was the brawn, and and the warden was the brain. It's not like it was like the warden like made him do that. You know, well, that's I mean? a good. Like, I think that's a good way to put it. Is that he's you know we talk about like cinematic and and literary foils in terms of your protagonist and your antagonist. Uh, but I think right, this has that... perfect foils in both the antagonists. They are perfect foils Agreed. to each other, and they play off each other super well, and they elevate each other. Because when you think the warden isn't scary, well, a the warden is kind of scary. He has he has his scenes where he shows how ruthless he can actually be, but he's not physically intimidating, right? He's mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you're getting out of the captain, right? Mm-hmm. What is this guy? Why is what is his name? Uh, Clancy Brown. No, not the oh. I, no Clancy. I'm saying the the character's name. A uh, Hadley, I believe. Hadley. Okay. So, and at a Hadley, you're getting this physically intimidating and then, you know, like you said, you see him the one of the first things you see him do is is murder a fucking inmate, right? And so you're getting out of him what you don't really get out of the warden. And so it makes both of them better because of and it, like I said, masterclass. That's just how. That's how you tell a story. That's how you tell an effective story. That's all this movie is, man. And and that's not a slight. I mean, this movie is just everything you should do with a movie with a story. It's mm-hmm. this, and it's that's it's, why it's like it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of perfect for like what it tr- what it wants to do. It executes perfectly. Mm-hmm. It just like I, I said, I, you know, it doesn't take risks. It's not. It's not. It's not a creep. That's why you know. There's... What are you I, saying? I was just. I mean, it's just like you know. Uh, I don't know. This movie, I don't see, and I know a lot of people adore, like, you know, like I said, think this is the best movie ever, their favorite movie of all time. That's that's all well and good. For me, like, this movie could never do that just because it doesn't have, like, a special something that all of, like, my favorite movies do because they hit for me, you know what I mean? And then, that, you know, you watch but, movies that don't, when it don't work, that, that happens when it doesn't work, but... See, I was going to ask you both about that, though, because I think as much as I was saying, you know, oh, it's a little overrated and whatever... I think if I had seen this movie at like a young age and it was like a seminal, you know, I mean, obviously you could tell oh. for anything, but I could totally see this, like, for example, this being the movie that gets me into film. You know, like I become million a film percent. fan because yeah. of this movie. One, it, it's, it's, it's actually a movie in which I think the fact that I watch probably too, too much film, I don't watch too many movies, it, it hurts my ability to, to like really love this movie. And that's not mm-hmm. a slight on the movie. It's just like if I don't really watch a whole lot of movies, or I see this movie when I'm younger, or, or I see it in theaters, and it's this big cultural. Although it wasn't a big cultural thing, I mean, it, didn't it bomb at the box office? Right? I mean, like no, it was I know like it, it's, I know it's it was one, nominated for best picture, but it, it's it didn't one of those ones money, right? that really like cult status, like really like just completely just skyrocketed into yeah. like being what it is now. Gotcha. But it was not because I just feel like you're right if you see it. In under those different types of circumstances, you see this movie like holy shit! Like this is what what film can be, right? Like this is what a movie can really do. When you watch a shit ton of movies, it 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 it, it kind of lessens it the ability for it to kind of have that impact on you because you see good storytelling a lot without realizing, you know what I mean? Like the the holes that that come up in most movies, you don't get those in this movie. But well, speaking of holes, this is a point I wanted to bring up. So. Like something that's so fascinating to me is just like, you know, there are movies that their entire uh, 
conversations that surround them and stuff get bogged down in like plot holes and, 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 and conveniences and suspension of disbelief. And then there's other times where there's a movie like this that, yeah, maybe doesn't have that stuff, but it has a pretty, you have to make a big leap in like, so this guy just fucking dug, dug the tunnel this tunnel the yeah. with, with the, that little rock hammer for years and years with a poster over it. And there's never once a moment where one, one person thinks to say, Hey, I, I mean, they, I know they have that scene where the warden comes in. He's like, Oh, she can stay or whatever. Like, you know, he says he can keep the poster up, even though that's a different poster, but, but yeah, like it just, it's still like, it's so interesting to me because they're like, we were talking about the dark Knight rises. How much do people love to shit on the plot holes in that movie and say, Oh, how did this happen? How did this happen? This is so unrealistic. That's a huge, huge thing to just buy into that he but was able to do that. They like, sell it well. They do they sell do. it well. They say the rocks are very, like, not, like I was going to say, I don't love the, when they find out the holes there. I don't love that. He throws something in there, oh, and it opens up that hole. That, that's what I was going to bring up with this scene. Not my, I hated how they, like, examine that. But I don't think it's unrealistic. You got to realize it's this, what, 20 years this guy knows he didn't do it. He knows he didn't commit this crime. He's determined to get out of this jail. I, I don't mean, I don't mean. No, but like, but also the rock, like, I think they talk, they go in a little bit into the rocks and how, like, like I forgot, like, what type of rocks, but the sentiment of the rock is very loose and allows him to dig are you, higher and higher. I, my, my problem doesn't, is not with, like, his, his ability to necessarily do it. It's, it's that they find do it. it without, without getting caught. So, so what about, my, like, the, what about the noise? Like when well, he gets to the other end of the tunnel, there's yeah, so yeah, much well, noise. Well, the counter to that, a couple things. The first is he's already ingrained himself as a mo as a good prisoner, right? Like he does everything they want him to do. He helps with the library. He helps fucking Norton with his taxes, and then he helps everyone with his taxes. And so you know he gets to work in the warden's office. They show you this progression of him becoming this like very ingrained prisoner in the ecosystem of of the system among the guards too. So then when there's the scene where they're searching his, his spot, and they're like, yeah, there's contraband in here, but it's not a big deal, whatever, because he's on their good side at that point. And so it's kind of part of his whole master plan, right, is that he gets on everyone's good side so there's no suspicion about him. So he won't get so many random searches, and when they do, they'll let him keep a poster on the wall of, like, some scantily clad girl, because why not, right? Because they like him, and it's, and it's, not, a, it's not a big deal at the end of the day. The noise thing... Dude, I just have you have to imagine that prison's just a noisy place. I, you know. No, never... of course. And again, these are like these are the kind of nitpicks that I usually like. If it's like if this was one of my favorite movies of all time, I would be totally willing to like overlook this and just say I don't give a fuck. I love the movie, and I still really like the movie. It's just like it's it it's more interesting to me just because of how loved this movie is, and I feel like that is I I don't know about you, but in like the stuff that I was reading and stuff, I never saw anybody talking about. No, anything. not a it's single kind of one. Like, it's kind of like just something that people just accept and they're like, yep, I'm, I'm totally. But I think I, I was the same way. I accepted, I, I like had no problem with it. I was like, yeah, that's totally when they, but they punched a hole and I was like, oh shit, my man dug a hole out. Okay. Like that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like that just makes sense. And then they even have like the throwaway wall that it would take like, it would take him what, like, like a hundred, like, like 50, 600. yeah, like 600 years to like dig yeah. a hole with that thing. And, and he did it in in thirty nine or whatever the fuck it yeah. was, and it was cool and it worked. It was know. a great line. Yeah, it's a yeah, great line. The financial like play he did at the end of the day, I thought it was super complicated, but it made it worked. 
very well like when he the, the, yeah when he swapped the thing when he swapped like the yeah and the then creating and creating an all like a offshore account that it was just perfect dude and, it, and that's a, the, that character is very consistent like he stays like kind of like honorable between like the the inmates right is able to stay on the good side of the prison staff and keeps all of his wits about him right he doesn't like devolve into this like mess of a of an inmate and i don't know i just thought the character was really well done the whole movie was just well done i don't know uh, one only like one other like little minor thing that i don't know about you guys i de- like i said never was bored but i did think the ending it felt like the movie could have ended like three times and then there was another scene and i feel like i didn't need the drone shot of them hugging on the beach. Oh, I want that was it was, so, it was like one saying, step dude. too much. I actually, like, waited, I actually waited for that to happen. I was like, I need to see this hug, and then I'm gonna shut it off. Because I know that movie is there. I kind of needed to see that hug. I right. Omid doesn't to... watch credits, guys. Yeah, Omid just yeah, well, outed like, himself as someone. Ev- that doesn't all watch the credits. hundreds of people that worked on this movie. Just so you know, Omid Ansari says you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, Omid turns it off right when it's done. Yep, see that's ya. exactly what I did. Sure. <laughs> but no, dude, Omar, I disagree with you, man. I, I like. Sure, it could have ended a couple other times, but I didn't want it to. The en- like I said, the ending that it got is the ending that it deserved. It's the perfect. Yeah, ending but for this like you movie. get the ending this... of him maybe driving off in the bus or something. No, you need to, like you need he to shows see... up on the beach. You need to see... like, come it's... on. No, it's so nice. Oh, it was such a nice moment because it's like, oh, like is he is he waiting for him? Is he gonna be there? Maybe he's not there anymore. Oh, it's so awesome. He just walks up the beach and he sees his old buddy, dude. Uh, it was perfect. It's the perfect ending to this movie. It's a feel-good yeah. movie. That's what it is. And, and of course. Like, in a way, it's not. I mean, this guy had 40 years of his life, like, totally wasted in jail, right? And, you know, he read, like, this totally nice, you know, reformed convict, right? He's the perfect model of, like, what the prison system is supposed to do. And he keeps getting his appeals re- rejected, right? So, sure, it's not a feel-good movie. There's a lot of, like, critique in the film about society. But but it's it's just it's just good, man. I don't know. This isn't movie it funny could that not they, end on any other. Isn't it funny that they could also like get away with like Morgan Freeman looking the exact same for forty for years? Forty and years, it, and it doesn't even raise an eyebrow. Well, the funniest thing is because they show like his his file picture. It's nothing. It's like this twenty year old kid, like what? And then it's like we see Morgan Freeman like leaving his his room after twenty years the first time. <laughs> And he looks like he's 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not the guy. That's not the guy. Meanwhile, Tim Robbins ages like maybe five years over his yeah. like 40 years in prison. You know what I mean? He looks like a kid the whole time. Um, you know, something cool. Last thing that, that I read about the movie, just like a little funny tidbit was, you know, that scene, like, I think it's the first scene that Red and Andy are talking when, when Red is like tossing a baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that they were shooting that scene for like nine hours for some reason. Like they just kept reshooting and reshooting and reshooting. And like Morgan Freeman like wasn't complaining at all or anything. And then the next day, he walks onto set and his his left arm is in a sling. <laughs> the dude just like threw his arm out from tossing that baseball. So you have me throw that ball way too many times. No yeah. load management here. I thought that was funny. Oh but, yeah, man. great movie. Well, yeah, I mean that's a that's a nice three thumbs up all around. Just. <laughs> You know, if you somehow haven't seen this movie like we hadn't, get out from under your rock and, and watch it. Um, but good stuff. That's uh, that's the Shawshank Redemption. So now uh, let's let's transition into a, a movie that... Speaking of Best Picture nominees. Right. Well, speaking of Best Picture nominees and uh, going from a nice consensus pick to uh, maybe a little bit of contention here. 
let's uh, talk about the new Chloe Zhao movie, Nomadland. Uh, like we, we, we talked about earlier, this is a movie that Omid and I both saw virtually. A uh, film at Lincoln Center was doing virtual screenings uh, way back when, Nomadland. We had known that we wanted to see it. Very excited about it. We got it. It was good. Came out on I Netflix. I fought to keep I mean, this off Hulu. the top ten list, and yeah, he, now I'm glad I did. Yeah, he did, and it worked <laughs> out. There you go. Because it didn't get on, right? We didn't put it on. I don't think no, it you tried to squeeze it in at the bottom of the list, and I was like, nope, let's put like Bad Education or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Well. And that's a win in my books. That is a win. I mean, sure, that's fine. But it's out on Hulu now, right? Came out, what, like two weeks ago? A couple weeks ago. Something like that. About a month ago. This movie is getting so much hype. I mean, just like so much. And I and I and again, you know, I like this movie. I'm not gonna come out here and say I didn't like this movie, but holy fuck, is this movie getting so much buzz? Which honestly, and we'll, you know, I'm not gonna make my Oscar pick because I got some time, right? And we'll get the, we'll get on that in our in our prediction show. But I'm gonna call my shot right here. I don't think this wins Best Picture. Because I really? think it's going to peak too soon. I think the hype on this movie is peaking now. I think another movie is going to peak in about two weeks, and that's the movie that's going to Well, voting happened. That's like, a good Voting's point. happening now. But also, every movie has peaked this year, in the sense of because it's all virtual. Like, the fact, because of when it comes out on a streaming service, I'll peak for those two weeks, and then it dies down. I feel like that's, that's not a, that's a good point. I could just movie, see, I could not, see something like Minari, like making a big push. I yeah. think Minari's also peaked as well. Like I think Minari's, but I disagree with you. Right I mean, cause I think, I think it's like, there's movies that have not peaked. Like the father has that's not come out. It's on be, well, I think it's because it hasn't come out of streaming services. I'm not yeah, say, yeah, but I exactly, but it's and it. I don't think it will before April 25th. So like that movie, I mean, that movie kind of dug itself a grave just by the nature of its release. But I agree. I mean, like, Promising a Woman is kind of peaking right now. Minari has been, like, super, you know, in, in the... A24 especially is promoting it heavy. They're promoting the hell out of it, yeah. Um, Damn, dude. Maybe so, Mank will win. Oh, my God. Wait, I was totally pissed. I, like, swore to my dad. But like, Mank oh, also peaked, I bet too, my dad $50 that Mank would not win Best Picture. Early Mank also today. peaked in December. Today, yeah. Mank also like kind of yeah. peaked in December too when it came out on Netflix. Yeah, maybe it'd be, I don't know. We'll, we'll get we'll into see. our, you know. Like, I think we'll it's see, also we'll... a very unique year. I think peak, this 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 like this coming up with the stereo of peaking. I think it's it's not really yeah. relevant to year like this. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe like, maybe it is different year. I just think generally speaking, that's kind of the way that these things go. But yeah, we'll, but get, no, into, but we'll get into we'll get into April our, now. Yeah, right. We'll get into our into our more depth. When the Academy you know, wants to make Green Book Best Picture, they're gonna make Green. They're gonna make it Best Picture. Sure. Well. Anyways, why don't we talk a little more in depth about Nomadland? This is um, Zhao's second feature, right? The, her debut was The Rider, came out in 2017. This movie has been like number two on my watch list for like three years. I, I feel like I tell this story all the time, or maybe I just say it to you guys, but it's like I had tickets to see. I, I like really wanted to see this movie. Back in the day, I heard a lot of buzz about it, like this nice little indie flick that no one's talking about, but it's the best movie of the year. And I had tickets to see it at my theater, and I forget what the reasoning third, was. Actually, what? It's our third movie. It's our third. I thought the Rider was our debut. Songs, songs my brother t- brothers taught me. This is her debut. And that's a that's that's a feature. Yeah. Damn, I don't know that. Regardless, 
I was like so excited to see that movie and for one reason or another like I ended up not going to the showing and it was the last day it was being shown at the theater and its run was over and then I have not then I couldn't find it and so I just hadn't gotten around to it but so I was very excited to watch Nomadland and this movie is good this movie like I said I, I saw this movie about three months ago and this movie is this this is a good movie but it is definitely a movie which has not stuck with me in the way that I thought it might um because when I finished the movie I was like kind of at a loss for words not because of, I was like totally blown away but I, I was like holy shit like this is a very good movie and it addresses a topic that you don't see a whole lot and and it, and it really resonated with me and it's kind of exploration on your life you know after you hit a certain age right like the second half of your life basically you know your second act and it's like what do you do when you can't just be like oh shit like I'm young I can do whatever like I have my whole life ahead of me I can do this and this and this and and yada 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 well when you're you're old and and you you've lost your job or you know you your spouse dies and what do you do after that point right like how do you keep yourself going and I think this movie is like a very beautiful exploration of that it's very it's quiet it's methodical it has these it just like centers around these beautiful shots like these beautiful landscape shots and it frames this like whole idea that you're just like a kind of a small speck right in this big world and so you just kind of have to carve out your own path and there is no answer to what do you do in your in your late years right there is no answer we you have to find meaning in all of that and that's what this movie kind of is like if you find meaning in nomadland this is a this is a very good movie if you don't find the meaning in it not not because of you but just like maybe it just doesn't resonate with you you don't find the themes very compelling or you're just not really buying into it then i can totally see how you wouldn't like the movie but i don't know sure. i think it's it's a very like i don't know i don't know what the so right counterpoint is, but yeah i have a counterpoint to that sure what if i find the meaning of the movie or find what the movie's trying to do and I just take issue with the way the movie does what it does. How? I would, then, then I would like to, to the, well, I would I like mean, to this, hear you I mean, you probably already know this. It's like what I wrote in my review, but it's just like the most frustrating aspect of this movie is the fact that it seems to pride itself off of like, oh, you know, Frances McDormand was interacting with real nomads and she was really integrating herself into this community and all this stuff. And the movie gives them a spotlight. Certainly it does. But why is it that like, anytime the movie kind of gives one of those characters like a chance to kind of speak about their lives and, 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 and tell their story and, and have it be told and all this stuff. And we just switch back to Francis McDormand, who is like this fictional character yeah. that I just don't really care about at all. Like nothing in her story was nearly like, like even remotely as compelling as swanky talking about the swallows and like how she wanted to die and how she wanted to go and, and, and her cancer uh, diagnosis that she received or Bob talking about how he doesn't, he doesn't talk about this often. He doesn't tell people he's here to help people. He doesn't usually talk about himself and his own struggles. Well, he had a son who committed suicide and it, and it kills him that his, that his son is no longer roaming the earth. And he is, that was heartbreaking to me. That stuff was crushing. Mm -hmm. And the movie just uses it as like kind of a, it's kind of like a prop for like a couple oh, minutes. Oh, then, my, God. I, I, oh I, my I, I God. think I think if you want something like that, then like, it could have been a documentary. I do think it should have been a documentary. Well, well, this well movie's I, 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 and I disagree with that. I think what Fern's character, sure, she's like, it's like maybe someone is connected, but I think Fern also, you only get three stories of these nomads. These nomads are not just like, it's like, sure, it's like maybe like 
you see hundreds and hundreds, if these are thousands of people, I do think Fern encompasses all the people that are nomads in, in the sense of, I don't know. I did, can I, mean, I, I tell you why I disagree with that statement? Or no, so you want to give your, give your, well, opinion. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really agree with that. I view it more as Fern is not a nomad, right? Like this movie. Yeah. Yes. That, and and that's and I think that's the point of this movie is that there's this woman who is totally lost. She doesn't know what to do, and so she gets invited to this the like the, the retreat. Right, her friend is like, you should totally, you should come, and like, and so she's just trying to find her place. She's trying to do anything, and so she's exploring these new options. She's exploring new paths of her life that she might be able to take to find some sort of comfort, to find something to keep her going in her later years. And so she finds solace in these people, and she sees kind of she gets to know them and we get to know them so the story it's not about them and it's not about being a nomad and it's not the nomads themselves it's just about this woman trying to find a path and trying to find the purpose of her life as she gets older and the nomads are an encounter that she has this is a portion of her life now where she she's the she's searching for meaning nomad land man i don't want to like why yeah, isn't it movie. called oh my. why isn't it called right, no, i'm, say, I'm say, come on i'm saying now. why isn't it called free spirit why isn't it called careless wanderer like this movie is not about it's, well, it's about it's, 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 it is adapted from the book nomadland Exactly. And the book and the book and I don't I haven't read the book. I don't know anything about the book, but the book certainly is about the nomads. And I know that for a fact because it uses a lot of testimonials and it has a lot of quotes and, and, and all these passages and whatnot. And so I agree with you in a sense, Nuss. I think she is not a nomad. And the movie makes it abundantly clear. You want to know why? Because she gets things presented to her, opportunities presented to her that none of those people would ever have in their in their right mind. Because they're living a different life. They're living their nomadic life, and they are content with their nomadic life. And that is that is the path you don't that they have that chosen. If they, if they had the... Fern had not choose that path. Fern is not chosen to live. No, 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 no. At the start of the movie, and even as the movie progresses, she is learning about this life. She's experiencing it, and then yes, she kind of immerses herself within it. But the reason that she has these opportunities presented to her. Her is because she's open to these opportunities you think these people like could are just like totally just like hold on hold on so you're so you're saying the being able to get taken in by a rich family uh like like and go and go and live in their house you think any of those other people could have had that opportunity no the movie makes that abundantly clear that that's not the case she is constantly Dude, rejecting yeah. <laughs> things left and right that are being presented to her okay. what what? I think that's what about so ridiculous to say. I, those, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I think it's so ridiculous. She meets this guy. They have a connection. So, yes. Yeah, so, so what? Your problem is that that he's, like, wealthy, so he has a house that he can go. She, like, encourages him to go I'm connect with his family. I'm saying she has privilege that they don't. I'm saying she has privilege so that they she, don't. She's privileged so for just happening to have met this man? I'm saying that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying she has a sister that can give her money. She has she meets this guy that is willing but to I take also, her into her I, home. I, you can have every. You also, also, the other nomads. We're the same way there's one nomad in particular who goes i didn't want like the reason i'm not here because like if something tragic happening a co-worker of mine died at age 50 and i was like you know what i cannot do this life anymore i'm leaving she had the privilege of staying she had the privilege of working she had the privilege of having a sailboard in her driveway that's my no, it, she left yep. because she made that choice because in my review i go you you get to understand how the nomads ended up there by in their position by choice or force some some of these are right you're right don't have the privilege of they were forced into becoming nomads some of them outside of Fern chose to become a nomad because they're like, I cannot live this life of Monday, like just working every single day in and out. Like I wanted right. to change my Okay. Okay. Apologies for the technical difficulties this week. It's the first time we ran into this issue. Uh, I need to get an adapter because my computer is a shitmobile and it's 
just constantly crapping out on me. So I'm recording from uh, a secret location that I can't disclose to the audience. Um, <laughs> my closet. Um, but, so anyway, the, the thing I was going to bring up before was like, this is not a criticism I would vaunt on the movie because I, I just think it's an interesting point. It's something that I read, a comparison I read. But none of us have seen this movie, right? Hillbilly Elegy, the Amy Adams, Correct. Glenn Close movie. Now that is a movie that has been torn to shreds, just complete shreds. I don't know how it portrays its characters. I don't know what the story is necessarily, but I know it's a, a bunch of actress or actors playing some, you know, kind of poor lower class people. And it's kind of like embarrassingly bad. And I think it's cause like they're doing bad accents and stuff like, or something <laughs> like that. Even though I think, I mean, I think I've heard that they're actually good in the movie. So I don't really know why that, that movie gets so shit on. I think it's just the portrayal in general, but what is what do you like do you think there's anything to be said about like what is so different from a movie like that versus a movie like this where it's because well uh, the backstory of hillbilly allergy it's written by a hedge fund manager who uh it grew up yeah, in appalachia and he well well then you frame it different well this is and it's directed by him i think or at least he wrote it but i think that's more right. exploiting the situation i think he's exploiting like like low income households in Appalachia, and I don't think Nomadland does that at all with these Nomadland nomads. We also have. So I'm glad you used that book. word. I'm glad you used the word exploit. But I don't think I don't. I absolutely don't think they exploit nomads in Nomadland. You think you think this movie is exploitative? Well, I'm, I'm of not saying it's. I'm not saying. I'm merely. I'm. I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. I'm just saying the way that you Nuss kind of describe the movie is like she, Frances McDormand's character Fern, is kind of living these different experiences and and kind of just like seeing like well it's one experience it's just the nomadic experience but, you, but i'm saying but like, you said yourself this is just one phase of her life right exactly yeah so correct. how is that kind of couldn't you make the same argument that it's like kind of exploitative because it's just like well she has the ability to kind of just like immerse herself in this life for a little bit and then be like no it's not for me you know what i mean literally not at all i don't think that's i don't think that is exploitative like i don't think that's what exploiting a group is like i don't so no no. Well, I okay. I think that maybe we should all, you know, maybe make next week's movie Hillbilly Elegy and, and see how, how the, yeah, how the cards stack. I, I no, no, let's make it. Let's make it Gandhi instead. Sure, we'll get into that. Anyway, that, that was <laughs> that's not a, an argument I have to make. Just a just a interesting little comparison I I saw, but um, I don't know. I, I I've I've more than said my piece on like the things that didn't work for this, me in this movie. Yeah, it looks great it's uh it's got a great score the score is great too the incredible yeah, score it's got a great mm -hmm. score i don't think that the score was written for the movie though was it isn't that why it was so i much. believe that's why it wasn't eligible for an academy award i could be wrong unless it was just not nominated but i would be very surprised if out of all the things that didn't get nominated from this movie the score would be one of them uh, unless there was some foul play as yeah say. i'm not i'm not quite <laughs> The fuck was that? It's Daniel Craig and Knives and <laughs> <No>. Out. <laughs> he says it was not. But it I was. Try that. I do suspect foul play. That's what he says. Anyway, um, that was that was just not. Oh, shocked you're not laughing for three minutes nonstop, Ness. Why? For a because bad any accent over does you just go. No, I laugh at his good accents. I laugh at the really good impression that he did of Batman and Bane. Of which you are for some reason incapable so, of, of just appreciating. So no, 
there's not so much hatred. It's just I I don't I'll tell people when it when it ain't working and it, it doesn't work. It, it is. You're crazy. No, don't worry. Remember, Let's it, hear it, yours. Oh, I'm not, I don't think I remember when you made a joke and it was so bad that your mic said, I'm not even going to let this project into the audio of this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's keep, let's keep this going guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. Let's get back on track here. Locking let's in. get back on track. Dude. I don't know. Omid said it earlier, but it's a quote. Like there's a quote that it stuck with me since the movie ended i put it like in my review it's just it's just it stuck with me and i think it totally encompasses what nomadland is about and it's i don't want my sailboat to be in my driveway when i die and that quote to me is just like that's what this movie is right it's 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 you live your life in like in 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 search of in in anticipation of the future right you go to school so you can get a good job you get a good job so you can you know make a lot of money so you can buy a house so you can you know have kids and or not have kids and do whatever you want with your life right and it's all about like the future right? like what you're going to do so you're doing things now for the future and at what point do we flip that switch and it's like okay well now it's the future right like now i'm doing things for me for right now mm -hmm. i don't want to buy a sailboat boat and then leave it in my driveway and then die and i never got to use the sailboat it's just it it, it, it was so impactful when i heard it because it, i think about that even right now it's like why do we do things that we're doing you know what i mean like we all went to school you know what i mean like why why, why did we all do that and now like you know you, you you work the jobs that you work and we do the things that we do right now and we save all of our money and 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 we do x y and z so that we can put ourselves in a better position in the future like why do we do that why don't we go out and spend all of our money when we're young and we have a ton of energy and the time to go vacation in fucking hawaii and go vacation in, in prague or wherever the fuck right like why don't we buy ourselves very like nice new things like because we can enjoy them now right there's this whole obsession with like your future and doing everything to set up your future so perfectly but but why do we do that and I, th this movie just totally like hit that on the head for me because these are all these people who maybe they did make those decisions earlier in their life or maybe they didn't. We don't know, right? Their whole backstories. But at the place that they're in right now, they're all staring down the barrel of their 60s, their 70s, their 80s, right? Like the back half of their lives. And how do they live that? Like what is the game plan when you reach that point? And why did we do everything else that we did before to theoretically set ourselves up when there's still no game plan, whether you did that or not? It just, it, 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 it stuck with me then, it sticks with me now. It's a question, like, I just, I love, like, kind of thinking through. And that's where I felt a real connection to this movie because it uh, tackles an issue that I really like thinking about. And I think it does it really well. So let me just ask this then, just like a general question for all of the, you know, I, I think we can easily say this is the most heated that we've been on the show a little bit earlier. Um, you know, do you at least understand where I'm coming from in the sense of, do you, do you, you, I know you enjoy the character of Fern and you like her progression and her journey, but you don't see my argument of why I don't really, I just fundamentally disagree with the film's kind of existence as in the sense of like the way it kind of tries to, put one foot in but one foot out where it's like we're going to be this fictional movie we're going to you know make this i would have had no problem with this movie if it was entirely fictional if they had just if mm -hmm. they had just just been you know 
you know completely forward about that but then wouldn't it lack an air of authenticity that it no has because, because to me the, the authenticity is all the more squandered when it's like it's sprinkles in an in a in a much bigger cake of fiction you know and and the movie is trying to bring your attention to the fiction and it, and it gives you like i said these little anecdotes these little moments that are so tender that are so real and then it tells you we're going to push that to the side that's not what that's not what this movie's about to me that's how i you know that was my experience of the movie and i understand like you might disagree with that but yeah. that's why i that's why it's almost it, it it is more frustrating to me than if the movie had just been an entirely fictional thing where they didn't try to kind of you know wear on their sleeves that oh we had the real nomad we had real nomads in this movie and we really like are giving these people a voice well no you're not really like you give them like a spotlight like it's like a it's like the equivalent of like a theater monologue a spotlight drops down on them and they give their big performance and then it goes back to your regularly scheduled programming which is the story of fern which i just didn't really give a shit about to be honest yeah Hey man, that's uh, you know, different strokes, my dude. But yeah, definitely, definitely not even, you know, to me, I don't that that criticism. Not saying it's not. I'm not. I'm not trying to invalidate your criticism. It's just one that doesn't even enter my brain, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest. Fair. Omid, anything? Well, no? I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked dude. it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah As I'm yeah. talking about it now, I'm back. Now I'm back into like remembering why I liked it so much. Yeah, and, and also I think one thing we didn't hit that. Um, that I've heard and seen a lot is like, I would let Amazon off the hook a little too easily. And I just, I don't, Omar, that's so funny because when Omar, I Omar and I had like a, oh, so you're saying that Wait, you no, don't think, what, what were you saying? Okay. So when Omar and I had like a quick, like three minute conversation about this movie and I was like, wait, no, let's, let's, let's save it for when we actually talk on the pod. But he was, you were talking about the Amazon. I was just going to bring uh, it up. Kind of plot line. Me yeah. and Omid have been and on so, like a weird um, wavelength where he's like been like finishing my like not finishing my sentences, but he like says something as I was about to bring it up. That that was on your brain. So um, Omid, you're saying that you didn't think that the Amazon plotline was rushed and like you didn't mind it? Also, though, I don't think it's that big of a like. I think people are over like I'm, like looking into it a little too much okay. in the sense of I, I think I think it's not letting it off the hook too easily because at the end of the day, she does like not get it's a, it's a seasonal job. She's not getting like for some like. I, yeah, I mean, it's only like mad. a five, five, ten minutes. But minute, I think like... some people are mad that, that these workers are laughing, having a good time at work. But I also do think it, like, do the fact that it's so abrupt and it's not, it's like, I don't know. I just, I haven't seen it since early December, but I just think that storyline of Amazon was like, I think people are looking into it a little too much in the sense of this film's not about Amazon, also. It's just, but it is very, like, in the sense of anti capitalist, like, like, I feel like, I don't know. I don't think oh, it's an anti-capitalist. Well, but in the sense of... And I see a lot of people watch... saying that, and it's just like... Well, very, it's... Like... Nush, no, so you brought it up in your last point, saying, like, I don't want my sailboard to, yeah, sailboard to be in the, in the driveway. It's consumerism. So it's a little different than capitalism. Sure. Okay, all right. Sorry, economics uh, experience. Oh, I mean, don't say sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying it. it's just like, even so, like... Why, yeah, why are we going to follow the system? Why are we going to work every day when I can go do whatever the fuck I want and be a nomad and just... Right. Right. Omar, do you want to like? No, I I agree with what Omid is saying. That's that's why the movie. That's another kind of thing with that I have with the movie. It's just it feels like it's it's politics or like it's what it's trying to say is just muddled to me because it, I, I I agree with you that it's like 
Omid, what you were saying about like, well, Nasir making this point that it's like, well, well, we are conditioned to think this way and to be kind of, you know, like drones in this system of like, we are told that like, we have to live our lives this way until this age. And then we get to a point where we are now to maybe past a point where we can do certain things that we could have done when we were younger, but we were told that we couldn't do them because it was not the normal way to live in society. And so all this stuff. So the movie seems to be making, like taking that stance. And then how the hell is that same movie going to be like kind of it's going to have amazon as like the place that she works and it's like she and there's a line of her being like it's great money or whatever and i'm like are you serious like so so the the, the well it is good money sure but but there's to pull my to pull my american sniper card where i you know like uh bring up quotes from the book that that did not make it into the movie unfortunately but would have shed a lot more light onto the movie if they were included um that she like there's a quote from that I read somewhere from someone uh, from one of the nomads in the book that basically like refers to Amazon as like you know like the, it's just like the the slave company of of the of the of the United States like it's like it's it's so you know the the way their treatment of like workers and and and, and all that kind of stuff the conditions and so what is the movie trying to say by like kind of portraying it in this vaguely like it's not like they're portraying it like yay go Amazon product placement. But it's also not really doesn't feel like an indictment on it either, because ha- then why would it be, you know, the actual company? It's just so strange to me. I, I can't figure mm-hmm. out. It feels so muddled. So, so, but my my like, if it was if it was another company, it wouldn't be a problem, right? It's just because it's Amazon and Amazon. Is I'm saying because it's Amazon, kind of beacon if, of capitalism right now. Even like, if it was a knockoff, if it if it was Zamanon, I'd be like, okay, that's fine, because it's like you know. But it's like, right. That's all. But I'm, they yeah, are giving. They are giving like there are shots of this movie where it's like the Amazon logo and like big, like, you know, and it's like, what are you trying? She's in the workhouse. She's wearing a shirt. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, I just don't understand what the movie, like what it feels the movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, like this is kind of my consensus, my, my general like way to summarize my thoughts on this movie. It is so contradictory to me. It, it, it contradicts itself constantly. It's messaging is muddled. It, it wants to be this spotlight for, for the nomads and to give them a voice and to, to, to shed light on this, this side of the country that we don't really know, we're not really familiar with. But then it takes away from that by not actually giving those people as much of a spotlight and by focusing on a fictional character. And it's the same thing with this stuff that I'm talking about with like its political messaging. Interesting. Yeah, man, I don't know. Just not something that that really really bothered me in any way. I didn't think it was contradictory at all. I think it's just like a five minute part of the movie. Yeah, she worked at Amazon. You're right. Sure, they probably could have picked a better company, and it probably and and this would be a total non-issue. So that's you know, I don't know. It's just, I think it it's kind of baffling. It was a poor and a questionable choice. I I don't disagree with that. It, I, I will. It just feels like that. the worst possible thing they could have chosen. Do you do you not agree? Yeah like no i do totally i do totally but you also have to but i don't think it undercuts that movie i just i just think it's only a poor choice because now there's a lot of conversation surrounding it in a way that i don't think is it should be at all and i think that right and i think that they open themselves up to that by by doing it but but it's not because i think but that's why it's like maybe i'm really really reading into it but it almost feels like the movie's it's like it's trying to be like ironic in some sense. Like that's how like far deep. Well, dude. I'm, like, also, like imagine, like think about so many like Amazon. You know, and I'm not gonna get into a whole Amazon. You know, fucking rant right now. Uh, all I'll say is they do employ a shit ton of people, right? A lot of people get get work there, especially especially seasonally, 
that's you know and like especially people who can't really find work in other places right unskilled labor workers can find seasonal work at amazon so this the tale of fern getting this seasonal work at amazon is is a common tale that is being seen all across the country and so that's why i imagine that they did that now the flip side again is you know amazon for a million reasons is you know not the not the beacon of 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 american work that that it, it tries to be or whatever right and just a questionable choice because exactly it's a lightning rod they put a lightning rod in this film for no reason because i don't think they were trying to say anything with it and so they just put it in there and now it's catching all of these these issues when realistically it's such a small part of the movie and it's like not important at least to my reading of the movie it, it, it doesn't play a part that's interesting so questionable yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, we could talk in circles about it. I just think it just, it again, I, I can't figure it out. Whether it's whether it's like some deep level of irony that's like that she's trying to make some comment on, and that it's like, or or I don't know what. It just feels like such a strange choice for a movie that 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 is portraying the the, the people that it is, and and mm-hmm. and to then have like it centered on this, you know, the, like you said, the 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 flagship the beacon of just like uh like questionable murky uh you know corporation corporate America. right <laughs> um i don't know that's that's my piece on that but i i also do yeah. agree with you that people are giving that whole thing a little bit too much credence i just think that it's there in the movie but by by nature of being in the movie it deserves to be talked about yeah no i and and you know i think it was a it was a, a weird decision to make but I don't know. I just think it's a very, very human movie, dude. I don't know. That's that's kind of the best way. Oh man, you just reminded me of that fucking review on Letterbox that I sent you guys. Where it's like there's like the Karsten guy or whatever. He's like, this movie cuts like a person. It absorbs like a person. It feels like a person. The camera moves like a person. Dude, doesn't he call it? What does he call it, dude? He calls this movie. He says it's like um a cloud no he calls it a bubble he's like this movie's like a bubble floating through the air like it's floating through space oh and i God, know what i mean thinking oh or brought up letterbox reviews again but like come on that one was so ridiculous yeah no it's it's not a, it's 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 really not a i don't know it's that's just like all like let me just talk in like a ton of like platitudes mm-hmm. and like a ton of like vague metaphors yeah right like dude like can you not do this? Can you just say like, "Hey, know. this movie had a profound impact impact on me" or something like like a normal person? <laughs> um, no, is is because that doesn't get you likes on Letterbox. Agreed. Um, but we still have a sponsor. But, right? Yeah. <laughs> Any no, day now. We, lo- we love you, Letterbox. We do. We we love. Yeah, we love you. Well, um, warts and all. But so that's that's Nomadland. Everybody, it's uh, streaming currently on Hulu. We would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on this movie. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, if you agreed with what we said, if you disagreed with what we said, if you had a totally different reading of the movie, we want to hear it all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <sighs> I don't think this is the last time we're going to talk about this movie on here. No, it is um, not. No, and it's not the last time that you're going to hear about it, so... But for better or for worse, you seem to think that it will not be the best picture winner. Hey, hey, I'm not locking myself. Again, I got a little bit of time until right. the preview show, so I've got time to make my predictions. But and you know, 
that that's something that we can all look forward to coming up in 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 a few weeks time probably about a week out from the oscars we'll uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll pump that that puppy out and and um, it does segue us into our next and final brief segment that that it does but, we uh got to pick a movie for next week fellas. correct so we're going to do if you if this is your first time listening to the show every week we do a roulette uh where we pit three movies against each other sometimes it's our own picks sometimes it's audience picks um sometimes there's a theme this week there is a theme uh in in light of the oscar nominations we decided to do best picture winners academy award best picture winners so we will each Correct. be choosing a best picture winner of uh yesteryear and we will be pitting them against each other in our three-man race to determine what well, we well i got a, i got an audience pick so let's make it a four-man race shall we you have an audience best picture winner pick or just an yeah pick? i do Nah, i got an audience best picture oh man i hope it's oh, not yeah. mine i hope it doesn't steal my thunder i hope it doesn't who should tell we established just literally 30 like hour ago i already had an audience pick and it just so happens to also be a best picture winner and i just realized it but this is perfect i'll do i'll do mine i'm gonna do pick i put in this roulette countless number of times and it is uh deer hunter the winner of the 1979 51st academy awards the best picture nice get your seatbelts on you're gonna be sitting there for three hours yeah, I mean, Omid is not kidding. I mean, we have done a, a, a good amount of roulettes between us, and he has picked this movie, I'm going to say, like, six-plus times, man. It's it's the most... It, it is definitely the movie that has been put in the most of our roulettes that has not won. Oh, my God, this movie's um, on Peacock, so when you guys watch it, you're going to have to watch it with ads. You're going to have, like, 18... Not me. Not me. What's you on? have paid what? Peacock? No, it's uh, Adblocker. Oh, interesting deer hunters on peacock peacock yeah oh my god that's on the server god i'm gonna cry if this wins it's also on the server so yeah um okay well i'll go ahead and then why don't i give the audience pick omar so you don't have to i can take one off your plate it's a movie uh this one comes courtesy of the other person living in my house right now my my, my dear mother <laughs> um who suggested that i watch this movie uh, about a week ago and it just so happens that is a best picture one that only one of us has seen, and that person, it appears, has not seen it in quite a while. And so um, our audience pick for this week is the 2010 Academy Award Best Picture winner, The King's Speech, um, a film I'm, I actually very, very much want to see. I'm very excited. You know, I, I'd like for this one to I'm win. Very much and I'm like it very much. Said it's, said it's, a, said it's a, fine, a fine picture. Um, and so we'll... We'll see how that happens. A little, a little Tom Hooper for us. Uh, Am I the be... one person who's seen it? Yes. Well, yeah, because I haven't, and, and no more hasn't. So you're the third. All right. So I got, I got one. I like had my mind made up, and then I changed it. In honor, and I'm, and I'm gonna, I get to hit, I get to hit, hit kind of a, uh, both, both things going on right now, major in, in, in my world. Um, I get a nice best picture, uh, and I also get a sports movie um, as March Madness is upon us and my life becomes consumed uh, by sports. Um, and so my pick is the 2004 best picture winner, Million Dollar Baby. Little uh, I was just looking at Clint, it. Yeah. 
Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Um, you know, speaking of Morgan Freeman, I think he's in that film too. He is. He is, right? So, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very mixed Clint Eastwood guy. Very mixed. I've seen four of his movies. I think I liked two of them and I didn't like two of them. So, let's uh, let's see if Million Dollar Baby can break that tie. Wow, speaking of American Sniper, oh my God! I mean, I didn't realize I got all these. We got all these connections here to Clint right now. American Sniper. Oh, right. Okay. Well, <laughs> as I do, as the dramatic individual that I am, I'm gonna one up on mm-hmm. me this week. Um, he chose a three-hour movie, and I'm gonna go with oh, a different movie it? that is also three hours that I've never seen, and I wow. believe you guys have seen, but not in recently. I would imagine. And so, if you have seen it recently, let me know. Uh, my pick is 1997's James Cameron film Titanic. How recently have you seen it? Nice. Nice, dude. I haven't seen the Titanic in like a decade, bro. Omid? Oh my god. You haven't seen it? Nope. I haven't seen it. So I think this is a bigger hole than Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah, dude. You haven't seen the Titanic? Me? Yeah, I think this is a bigger hole than that. Dude, yeah. I didn't even think well, when have you? When did you last see it, Omid? No, I'm saying no. He's saying it's a he's saying it's a, it's a blind spot for you. Yeah, but oh, okay. but you. I'm saying you watch. I'm just curious how long I've ago seen it. it was. A while ago, it's fine. It's a good pick, but I'm just saying this is a bigger hole than Shawshank. Yeah, yeah. arguably. I would maybe not like I would critically, agree. but like pop culture. Not critically, but wise. popularly, dude. How have you not seen the Titanic? I don't know, but I'm like, I, I don't know. It's like one of those things. Like it, it, we were talked about it with uh, some other movie. You go crash and then you go Titanic. Well, I was gonna. I I I I texted Omid to see if he could check if something was in the server for me. I was gonna go Lawrence of Arabia, but. Ooh, that would have been I mean, that one. would literally be me asking you to take four hours out of your day. I'm only asking for three and change because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> well, fellas, the race is over. And I got some good news and I got some bad news. The bad news, or I guess the good news. You know, I'll start with the good news. The good news is we are all going to be spending three hours in front of our TVs. It's going to be the deer hunter. Um, because next week we will Look be at the reviewing. Smile on his face. It's been way too long. I've had opportunities to see it too. And we Titanic will be one. reviewing the Robert De Niro classic Deer Hunter. Nice. Yes. Finally, Omid gets his win. Oh my God! It's been a long time coming. It had a lot of races in it. With that sort of experience, you kind of expect it to win, I'm right? Figure it out eventually. Right, <laughs> you know, you know, you can only lose so many times before you figure out a way to win one. Uh, well, there you have it, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to us. You know, ramble on. Next week we will be reviewing the Deer Hunter. You can follow us on Instagram at the Drive Home Pod. You can, uh, you know, rate us five stars wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, we will see you next Friday. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah.